الشهداء سبعة سوى القتل في سبيل الله المطعون شهيد والغريق شهيد وصاحب ذات الجنب شهيد والمبطون شهيد والحرق شهيد والذي يموت تحت الهدم شهيد والمرأة تموت بجمع شهيد أو كما قال عليه الصلوات والتسليمات Respected brothers, elders, mothers, sisters and youngsters, we begin as always by praising the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, our sustainer, the only one entitled to worship. And we convey the best of salutations upon the final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, peace and blessings upon him. As we continue to see and hear about the devastation that is taking place in particularly Palestine and also different parts of the world, we take solace and we take peace in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed, Allah's mercy is vast. We may not understand the wisdom of why challenges come upon us as individuals or as a collective body. But one thing is certain, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessing and His mercy should never be in such a way in our hearts where we feel despondent. Allah Himself says, Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for indeed Allah's mercy is always there. We seek from that mercy. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spread peace in the region. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stop the hand of the oppressor and the occupier. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provide the best of comfort for all those who are in the devastating situations that we are hearing and seeing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our prayers. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Palestine is located on a land according to Islamic terminology that is known as Bilad al-Sham, which can be translated as historical Syria. When we say Syria today, it refers to a specific piece of land and the capital being Damascus. However, when the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him, made reference to Bilad al-Sham, to historical Syria, it included Jordan, it included Palestine, it included also the regions that are nearby. And the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him, spoke about the significance and the virtue of this entire piece of land. And in particular, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him, said in a narration of Sunan Abi Dawood, Alayka Bisham, he told the companions that you should travel and you should also be on the land of Sham, on the land of historical Syria, which includes Palestine. It is amongst the best of lands that are found on the face of this earth. And that's why generally when we refer to Palestine, we call it the holy lands. The Prophet ﷺ continues in this narration and he says, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes the hearts of the pious the good servants of his to be inclined towards that land. So there's no doubt that Bilad al-Sham, the land of historical Syria, which includes Palestine, it includes Gaza, it includes Al-Quds, Jerusalem, and the land of Masjid al-Aqsa, 
is a very blessed land, it's a holy land, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala liberate this land, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to constantly visit and be there for prayers and blessings from the Almighty. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. One of the historical events that took place in Bilad al-Sham, in this region, during the time of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, was the campaign of Muta. For those of you who may have visited Jordan, you'll know that this specific land of Muta is in present-day Jordan. And when brothers and sisters go to Masjid Al-Aqsa, often they also pass by the lands of Jordan because many companions, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they are buried in this land and events have taken place, historical Islamic events have taken place in these specific regions. So the campaign of Muta, it requires a lot of detail, but in summary, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him, during the truce and the peace treaty that was signed with the Quraysh, different groups, they allied with either the Muslims of Medina or they allied with the Quraysh of Mecca. The Byzantines, the Roman Empire, they saw that this one man, Muhammad wasallam, coming from Mecca, making a call towards God, and this claim that he is the final messenger, they felt a little bit uneasy. But in particular, when they witnessed that Muhammad followers are increasing day by day, and people who were enemies to the Prophet of Islam وسلم, they are now friends, and they are now associates to the Prophet Muhammad because when a person sees the truth, there's no choice but to accept the truth. So the community or what we would call the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings upon him was expanding. The Byzantine Empire, they felt threatened. So often they made gestures and they engaged in harming the Muslims of Medina and in particular what led to the campaign or what we call the Battle of Muta was that the Prophet Muhammad during the peace treaty he had sent different representatives of his towards different regions of the peninsula including what we call Bilad al-Sham and the particular companion who was sent was known as Harith ibn Umair al-Azdi radiallahu ta'ala anhu he takes the letter of the Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings upon him in the presence and the courtyard of the Byzantine, the Roman Empire and the Roman Empire assassinates him against all agreed international law of that time and it, this continues till today when a convoy is sent to negotiate when a messenger is sent to come to some kind of understanding and agreement then the convoy is never attacked the convoy is never deemed as a target so an innocent soul was murdered and in our terms was martyred and the Prophet ﷺ got this news so this was an indication of the hostility that was coming from the, the Roman, Roman Empire, Empire. The, the Prophet, Prophet Muhammad, Muhammad peace and blessings, blessings upon him he, he prepared, prepared 
a group of his companions to proceed in the direction to protect the interests of Islam and the Muslims and particularly to defend the innocent life of Harith ibn Umair al-Azdi radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The story is quite lengthy, but as the Prophet ﷺ was preparing the troops, he specifically made a mention of three companions of his. Zayd ibn Haritha radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He told Zayd ibn Haritha that you're going to carry the flag. You're going to be the commander-in-chief that's going to carry the flag. If perchance you are martyred, then you're going to pass on the baton or the next person in line will be Ja'far ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And the Prophet ﷺ told Ja'far as well that if perchance you also are martyred, then next in merit will be Abdullah bin Rawaha radiallahu ta'ala anhum. So these three companions were told that you are taking the flag, you're going to lead the, the companions in the opposition, and by chance, if something happens, this is the tartib, this is the sequence. A Jew who was present from the Jews of Medina had heard the Prophet ﷺ giving these instructions. And he told the companions, he said, I guarantee you that all three of these companions will be martyred. They'll die in this path. Because when the Prophet, when your Prophet says something, it's absolutely true. So the reality is this is exactly what happened. Nevertheless, it's a lengthy detail, but the forces, they, they get in opposition to the armies of the Byzantines, the Roman Empire. They are in number 200,000, and the Sahaba are 3,000. And many of the companions, they were a little bit reluctant. A mighty force like the Roman Empire, we are feeble and weak. So the commanders-in-chief whom the Prophet Muhammad had appointed, he said, look, there's a difference between the 200,000 and the 3,000. We have Allah, they don't have Allah. We re rely on the greatest powers. Yes, we have our artillery, we have our horses, we have the resources, but our dependence is never upon the resources or our efforts. Our dependence, our tawakkul, and our reliance is upon the greatest of powers, and that is the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when it comes to the 200,000, they may have their numbers, they may have their resources, they may have their artillery in expanded and abundant numbers, but they fail to have the truth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when truth clashes with falsehood, زَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ جَاءَ الْحَقُّ وَزَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ When truth comes, it's like a light in a dark room. That darkness disappears and the light prevails. So indeed, the companions, they proceeded with a positive spirit. And in conclusion, what happened was Zayd radiallahu anhu was martyred. Ja'far ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu was martyred and as well the companion Abdullah bin Rawaha radiallahu anhu was martyred. I just want to give a reference to Ja'far and by the way two of these individuals Zayd radiallahu anhu was the adopted son of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu The Prophet wasn't a leader who stood behind. 
He involved himself, he participated in many of the challenging circumstances, and he also involved his family. So Zayd radiallahu anhu was the adopted son of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and Ja'far ibn Abi Talib was the cousin of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So giving reference to Ja'far radiallahu anhu, Ja'far radiallahu anhu is in the midst of the battle, and his horse is disabled. So he lets go of the horse and he says that if I rely on this horse, I might have some intentions to retreat. So he puts the horse to a side. As he's engaged in the front lines, his hand, his, one of his hands are cut off. So he puts the flag in the other hand. The other hand is also severed. So he holds the flag with his teeth until he is martyred completely and he falls. And Abdullah bin Rawaha radiallahu anhu comes to carry on the flag. So when the Prophet heard about the martyrdom of Ja'far radiallahu anhu and his bravery, his heroism, his standing firm against the falsehood that was trying to annihilate the Muslims and Islam, the Prophet he was saddened, but at the same time he was also delighted on the bravery and the courage of Ja'far radiallahu anhu. And he personally went to the home of Ja'far radiallahu anhu to console his family, to console his children. You've lost a father, but take me as a father. Imagine the Prophet saying this, you've lost a father, but I am your father now. You've lost uh, an, un uh, an uncle, I am that uncle for you. You've lost a leader amongst you, I am that leader for you. And he told, he shared a beautiful dream that he had seen. That he said, I see Ja'far radiallahu anhu. He left this world without his hands. They were severed. But he now has wings that he's flying with in the highest ranks of paradise. And that's why we say Ja'far al-Tayyar. Tayyar refers to the bird. So Ja'far radiallahu anhu has two wings blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the highest ranks of paradise. So there are different types of martyrs. The Prophet gives reference to different types of martyrs. Again, this is not the forum to go into every one of the seven categories. But one of the categories of the martyrs that the Prophet speaks about is تحت الهدم. Those people who die under the rubble. Those people, those believers who die under the rubble, they are also martyrs with the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ummul Haritha, she is the mother of Harith radiallahu anhu. She comes in the presence of the Prophet Muhammad after Badr and she's weeping, she's crying. She said, I lost my son in this battle and I can't stop crying. I have one question for you. So the Prophet ﷺ said, go for it, what's the question? And she says, I want to know where my son is. I want to know where my son is. He was martyred, where is he now? And the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him, said, Ya Umm Haritha, innaha jinanun fil jannah. He said, there are high orchards in paradise. Wa inna ibnaki asaba. And your, 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 your son is, has reached that status of entering those gardens of paradise fil firdaus al-a'la in the highest ranks of firdaus al-a'la the father of jabir radiyallahu anhu passed away was martyred in the battle of uhud 
And Jabir radiallahu anhu, he comes to his father and he sees that there's a sheet that is placed over his body in honor and respect. And he wants to see the face of his father. So he's about to take the cloth off and the people around him are saying, don't take it off. Because perhaps there was too much injury, it might cause more sadness to Jabir radiallahu anhu. The Prophet was also nearby. And while everybody was preventing Jabir radiallahu anhu from seeing his father, the Prophet remained silent. So he took the cue that there's nothing wrong in seeing my father. So he opened and he saw the devastation that had taken place with his father. And the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him, looked around and he saw tears on Jabir radiallahu anhu, on the family and the household of Jabir radiallahu anhu. And really those tears also flow down when we see the images that are happening today. So the Prophet says, whether you weep or whether you don't weep, there's one thing that's certain, that the angels are sheltering these martyrs, including your father. Injury in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, injury in difficult situations for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet said that portions, those portions of the body will be highlighted on the day of judgment. That a sacrifice took place for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the scent that will come out will be the scent of musk. The rewards of a martyr is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guarantees paradise for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's throne is the shade for their, uh, their status on the day of judgment. And the martyrs are fed from the food of paradise. They're given drink from the drink of paradise. And the Prophet indicated when he was talking about these rewards of the martyrs, he said, these martyrs, they're alive. They're alive. They may have been dead from this world, but they have a sense of life. Bal ahya, they are alive. And they are talking amongst themselves. When the Prophet was sharing this, he said, They are talking amongst themselves. We're enjoying these great blessings of paradise because of our martyrdom. Who will convey this to our relatives and our family members? So Allah then said, I will convey that and he revealed the verse to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا That never ever assume that those who have died in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are dead بَلْ أَحْيَاءَ Rather they are well and alive So Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu I'm heading towards my conclusion He was at the Battle of Uhud, we know towards the conclusion of the Battle of Uhud, there was pain, there was injury, there were companions who were, 70 companions who were martyred. And Abu Sufyan at that time was not a Muslim. He was in his glory and ego. And he made all kinds of declarations. And the Prophet ﷺ indicated to everybody just to remain silent, let them speak their hate and spoo their hate and say what they want. Then Umar ibn al-Khattab, he asked permission. Can I say a few words? And the Prophet ﷺ gave him permission. And he responded to Abu Sufyan as he was spewing his hate. Umar ibn al-Khattab said, there's a difference between our martyrs and the ones that have been killed on your side. قَتْلَانَا فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَقَتْلَاكُمْ فِي النَّارِ Our martyrs have reached paradise. Your, mar your dead 
they may not have reached paradise. So definitely what we understand here is that the courage of the brothers and sisters in Gaza, you can block their electricity and their fuel, their water, human rights, and in the name of we are here to defend ourselves, do whatever you want, but there's one thing that's certain, you can never snatch away the faith and the iman and the courage and the heroism that is found in the Muslims of our brothers and sisters in Gaza. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provide them comfort and relief. So two quick reminders as I conclude. Number one is we learn the message of persistence. The brothers and sisters in Gaza, despite their challenging situations, they are still praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are still hopeful. You are, I'm sure you've seen footage where they're saying that you can destroy us, but you can't destroy our faith. You can do whatever you want, but we're not leaving this land. So their courage and their faith is based on the persistent persistence and the istiqama that Allah and the Prophet ﷺ speak about. So if we want to attain success, we can learn from this persistence and this istiqama. And number two is the prayers. We have to continue our prayers and supplications to Allah and draw His mercy. So keep advocating, keep pressurizing the government and your members of parliament. If some of you want to boycott products, no problem. In any way, shape, or form, a frog, according to the narration of Musannaf ibn Abi Shayba, a frog came and put some water on the fire that Abraham, Ibrahim was thrown in. And Aisha radiallahu anha in this narration says that, she, that this frog did its part, even though it knew it can't extinguish the fire. So don't ever think that that email is not going to work, or that phone call to the MP, or raising your voice for the oppressed won't work. Any little we can do, any prayer we can do, any support we can give within the legal framework, we are making a difference. Continue that, and inshallah, there will be success. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to be persistent on our good deeds. May Allah provide relief for all those brothers and sisters in Palestine and different parts of the world that are being oppressed. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stop the hand of the oppressor. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the best in this world and the hereafter. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The uh, volunteers that have been assigned for the line collection, please uh, proceed now, inshallah. Last Friday, the collection for the Islamic Foundation was $3,243. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all immensely for uh, ongoing support to the masjid. With uh, the ongoing tragedies that are occurring in, in Palestine, the Islamic Foundation is continuing collecting funds for Gaza. Everyone is requested to uh, continue in your prayers for peace and for an end to the hostilities, inshallah. Please continue to donate generously towards the relief, shelter, food, water, and medicines that are so urgently required by our brothers and sisters in Gaza, inshallah. The Islamic Foundation has arranged uh, a seminar on wills and estates planning uh, being led by Brother Shahzad Siddiqui, Brother Asaddin, and our very own Mufti Yusuf Badat. That will be next Saturday, that's Saturday, November 11th, uh, at 5 p.m. Admission is free and refreshments will be served. Once again, uh, this is a wills and estates planning seminar uh, being led by Brother Shahzad Siddiqui, Brother Asaddin, and our own Mufti Yusuf on Saturday, November 11th, at 5 p.m., and admission is free. 
refreshments will be served. Effective Sunday, this coming Sunday, November 5th, the Salah timings will be as follows. Salatul Fajr will be at 6 a.m. Dhuhr will be at 1 p.m. Asr will be at 3.45. Maghrib at sunset. Isha will be at 7.45 p.m. inshallah. The first Jummah starting next Friday will be at 1 p.m. and the Jama'ah will stand at 1.30 or thereabouts inshallah. The second Jama'ah uh, for Salatul Jummah will be at 2.15 p.m. For more information, just visit the website at www.islamicfoundation.ca. Uh, so that's that update. And then IFT Youth has arranged a Qiyam night for Palestine. That's being held right here tonight after Isha prayers. And Isha prayers at 7.45. Uh, once again, a Qiyam night for Palestine being held right here. The lecture and dua will be led by our very own Mufti Yusuf Badat. The Qiyam will be led by Hafiz Haris Akhtar, inshallah, and Hafiz Abdullah Siddiqui. Everyone is encouraged to attend and be part of the Dua for Palestine tonight. Again, that'll be after Salatul Isha, inshallah. Due to high demand, IFT Youth Committee and ISNA have partnered up and arranged for a second class for American Sign Language uh, for beginners level class at the Foundation Library from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Saturday for eight weeks. Registration is required. You can email programs at isnacanada.com. Today, the collection after the prayers will be for Canada Muslim Association, which is just on the west end or just on the outskirts of Ottawa. They are uh, about to start construction on their first and much needed masjid and center in their area after many years for a growing Muslim population. Please donate generously for this house of Allah. Jazakumullah khairan. Justice for All Canada is co-organizing a peaceful demonstration for occupied Palestine across Canada on Friday, that's today, uh, from 2 to 4 p.m. Today's demonstration asks Canadian Muslims to protest outside their local MPs' offices after Salatul Jummah. For more information, you can contact Brother Taha Gayur, who is the Executive Director of Justice for All Canada. Now, there are also two other events. Uh, one is March and one is a ride. The march is tomorrow, Saturday, November 4th at 2 p.m. outside the U.S. Consulate, which is at 360 University Avenue. Uh, it's a 100K march for Gaza and a National Day of Action. And the other one is a ride for justice or ride for Gaza, and that is also tomorrow. And it's uh, uh, going under three locations, 11.45 p.m. from Pickering Town Center, 12.15 at Scarborough Town Center, and 12.30 they will make their way over to the U.S. Consulate to join the 100K march for Gaza and join them there. So all of you who would like to participate, please continue to participate, inshallah. And lastly, we have one janazah today for Sister Zilun Nisa Khan. The janazah will be for going for the burial at Pine Ridge Memorial Gardens in Ajax. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the deceased and forgive her shortcomings, inshallah. May maps for the directions to the cemetery can be taken from the office. At this time, I request everybody to switch off their cell phones for full concentration during the prayers. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. 
أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الحمد لله الحمد لله مدبر الملك والملكوت المنفرد بالعزة والجبروت الرافع للسماء بغير عماد المقدر فيها أرزاق العباد الذي صرف أعين ذوي القلوب والألباب عن ملاحظة الوسائط والأسباب فلما تحققوا أنه لرزق عباده ضامن وبه كفيل توكلوا عليه فقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله قامع الأباطيل الهادي إلى سواء السبيل صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا أما بعد فإن التوكل على اختلاف مراتبه منزل من منازل الدين وكذلك أصله من التوحيد واليقين فقد قال الله تعالى إن الذين تعبدون من دون الله لا يملكون لكم رزقا فابتغوا عند الله الرزق واعبدوه واشكروا له إليه ترجعون 
وقال تعالى وعلى الله فتوكلوا إن كنتم مؤمنين وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا سألت فاسأل الله وإذا استعنت فاستعن بالله وعلم أن الأمة لو اجتمعت على أن ينفعوك بشيء لم ينفعوك إلا بشيء قد كتبه الله لك ولو اجتمعوا على أن يضروك بشيء لم يضروك إلا بشيء قد كتبه الله عليك رفعت الأقلام وجفت الصحف وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم المؤمن القوي خير وأحب إلى الله من المؤمن الضعيف وفي كل خير احرص على ما ينفعك واستعن بالله ولا تعجز وإن أصابك شيء فلا تقل لو أني فعلت كان وكان كذا وكذا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الناس اذكروا نعمة الله عليكم هل من خالق غير الله يرزقكم من السماء والأرض لا إله إلا هو فأنا تؤفكون بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآية والذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك برؤوف الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده تعالى ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي أولا بتقوى الله والمواظبة على ذكر الله ألا خير الكلام كلام الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وخير الأمور عوازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي واحدة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة وقال تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأحياهم أثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله وعلمهم بالحلال والحرام معاذ بن جبل وأقرأهم لكتاب الله أبي بن كعب وأفرض زيد بن ثابت ولكل أمة أمين وأمين هذه الأمة أبو عبيدة بن الجراح رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم اللهم اخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والباغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون Please straighten your rows, stand close together, fill up all the gaps, ensure that the heels are on the line. If you see any space in front of you, around you, please kindly complete those gaps. Jazakumullah khairan. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah, ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله 
حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين فإن للذين ظلموا ذنوبا مثل ذنوب أصحابهم فلا يستعجلون فويل للذين كفروا من يومهم الذي يوعدون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي الله أكبر
اللهم اللهم عليك بالأعداء اللهم احصهم عددا واقتلهم بددا ولا تبق منهم أحدا اللهم اهلك الكفرة الذين يصدون عن سبيلك ويقاتلون أولياءك اللهم شتت شملهم اللهم مزق جمعهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم اللهم امحو آثارهم اللهم مقطع دابرهم اللهم أنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله 
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alamin Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihi Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Almighty, we praise and thank you and we acknowledge that there's none worthy of worship except yourself. We also convey the best of salutations upon the final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, we have just offered our Jummah prayer. Ya Allah, you accept it from us. Ya Allah, forgive us our shortcomings. Ya Allah, we make repentance in your court and we seek the best of forgiveness from your side. Ya Allah, bless us and our families and our communities in general. Ya Allah, shower your mercy upon each and every one of us. Ya Allah, in particular our brothers and sisters in Gaza and different parts of the world that are facing tremendous oppression and difficulty. Ya Allah, provide the best of relief and comfort. Ya Allah, take care of their uh, sickly and the injured. Ya Allah, those who have lost their lives, Ya Allah, accept their martyrdom. Ya Allah, allow us to aid and support them in any way possible, in particular with our prayers to you. Ya Allah, shower your mercy upon them and all the communities across the world. Stop the hand of the oppressor. Ya Allah, guide the oppressor. Ya Allah, if the oppressor cannot be guided, Ya Allah, remove them from the face of this earth. Ya Allah, bless us with the best of khair and goodness that your Prophet Muhammad has asked for. Ya Allah, and we seek refuge and protection from all the things that the Prophet Muhammad sought refuge and protection from. Ya Allah, many brothers and sisters in our communities have asked to make dua for their loved ones who are either sick or injured or going through some kind of surgeries. Ya Allah, provide the best of shifa, cure and healing, treatment, Ya Allah, that is very successful. Ya Allah, those who have passed away from our family and friends, forgive them, enter them into Jannatul Firdaus. Ya Allah, accept our dua. When you take us from this world, take us with shahada. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rabbana taqabbal minna, innaka anta samiul alim. Wa tub alina maulana, innaka anta tawwab rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya rahman rahim. Inshallah, we are performing Salatul Janaza, a funeral for service for the forgiveness of deceased Sister Zelun Nisa Khan. Inshallah.